0: First reading is taken from the book of Job. It's chapter 38, and reading verse 1, and then moving on to verse 31 to 36. And the passage is headed The Lord talks to Job. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Can you bind the chains of Pleiades, or loose the cords of Orion? Can you lead forth the Maseroth in their season, or can you guide the bear with its children? Do you know the ordinances of the heavens? Can you establish their rule on the earth? Can you lift up your voice to the clouds that a flood of waters may cover you? Can you send forth lightnings that they may go and say to you, here we are? Who has put wisdom in the inward parts or given understanding to the mind?
1: New Testament reading is Matthew 2 verses 1 to 12, the wise men and the star. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into their house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way.
2: Amen. Thank you, June and Duncan. Good morning. I hadn't realised how appropriate the songs that the uh, band had chosen. The moon and the stars declare who you are. Fantastic introduction to what I want to talk about this morning. Okay, so this is my little talk about the message in the stars. And there I am at school. Uh, you can probably spot me. I was interested in astronomy and science. That's how I turned out to be a scientist eventually. And there I am with my telescope and my friends at school. That's Miss Huntingford, the maths teacher, by the way. Uh, With my telescope, I could see craters inside craters on the moon. I could see the rings of Saturn. And I could see the four big satellites or moons of Jupiter. Io, Ganymede, Callisto and Europa. So I was really interested in science at the time. So I'd like to take you just a quick whistle-stop tour through the solar system and the universe. Slightly squashed, but that's our Earth, a beautiful picture. (laughs) I don't know why it's squashed. In the middle you can see India, bottom right, Australia and Africa on the left. An eclipse. And you may think, why does the moon exactly fit over the sun? Well, it's because... The the sun is 400 times bigger than the moon, but it's 400 times further away. So it exactly fits. And you might think, well, that's a coincidence, but is it a coincidence? Because that's how God planned it, by intelligent design. And God says, the moon and the stars are for signs and seasons. Here's a lovely picture. No one had ever seen this before until Apollo 8 went round the dark side of the moon and came back. And they, they saw the Earth rising above the Moon, and on that Christmas Christmas day, Frank Borman read from the King James Version, "In the beginning, God created the heavens and the Earth." And here's a, an amazing picture. I think it actually shows the Earth and the Moon together. And I'd quite like to recreate this. So I've got some props here hiding behind George. And I'm going to do this to scale. If this, if this is the Earth, all right, and I'm going to put that there, on the same scale, the moon is about that size. And it would be approximately 8 metres down here. This is a musical moon. Could you hold that for me, please? So It's about... That's how far the moon is from the Earth in comparison. And uh, so when the astronauts went to the moon... It took three days to fly from there to there. And I'm going to ask, where's Caitlin gone? To help me fly a spacecraft from the Earth to the Moon. Now, the the spacecraft that landed on the Moon was called the Eagle. The Eagle has landed. Remember that? And I'm going to ask Caitlin to fly the Eagle from the Earth to the Moon. Now, the Moon's actually moving, isn't it? Yeah, so it's not stationary. So if you can find something that looks like an Eagle in there. Could you pass it all the way along to there, and we'll turn it on so we can hear it coming. <laughs> and I want you to move it so that Caitlin can land the eagle on the moon. So, are you ready, Caitlin? Come down here. See, start on there. So, we're going to take off. Five, four, three, two, one. Ignition. Not too fast, because the moon's got to move. Not too fast. Move the moon. Let's come back. (laughs) Caitlin was too quick off the mark. Come back here, Caitlin. Let's go back. (laughs) The moon is not in the right place. Right. Three, two, one. Lift off. That's it. We're going. We're going. To land on the moon. We have touchdown. Fantastic. Thank you very much. That's one small step for a woman, one giant leap for mankind. Brilliant. Expert works. This is our nearest neighbour, Andromeda. This is what our galaxy looks like. It's a spiral of stars. It looks beautiful. And we heard... Hello. We heard in that scripture reading that uh, can you buy bind the chains of the Pleiades this is the Pleiades, it's also called the seven sisters but through a telescope you can see much more than seven stars or loose the cords of Orion it said in Job there's Orion over there and the cords must be the belts that are described in that scripture or can you lead forth the Maseroth, that's an intriguing name, the is is another name for the stars or the zodiac or the constellations Do you know the ordinances of the heavens? And there's a beautiful picture of our Milky Way galaxy over some mountains there. So, here we go. Let's come to the main point of my little talk here. How did the Magi find the Son of God using a star? Because there is a message in the stars. (coughs) Incidentally, Magi gives rise to the name we now have as Magician, which we know today. So, what was the star? There's my star off off the Christmas tree. What was the star of Bethlehem? A number of ideas. It could have been a supernova. That's a star that suddenly explodes, throwing out a lot of light energy. It could have been a comet, a passing denizen that flies through the solar system and trails through for a few weeks through the sky. It could have been a conjunction, which is when two bright planets come together, like, like Mars, uh, Venus and Jupiter. Or it could be, and this is just my two pennies thrown in, No, I don't know anybody suggested, it. it could have been a host of angels moving around up there. After all, it was a host of angels that welcomed uh, Jesus when he spoke to the shepherds. It could have been some angels that moved through the sky. Anyway, the wise men saw this star, And together with the star, and knowing these scriptures, which say, There shall come a star out of Jacob, and the sceptre shall rise out of Israel, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. O Bethlehem, from you shall come forth one who is the ruler of Israel. So, with that information about the star, and their knowledge of the scripture, They thought, something's going on here. So where did they see the star? Well, on the old star maps, there's a constellation called Coma, which means the desired one. And I believe the star could have appeared right in that constellation which shows a young woman with her child right next to the constellation of Virgo the Virgin. So the appearance of that star in this constellation was enough to convince the wise men to go searching for Jesus. I'll I'll miss that bit out because we're running out of time. So, what I want to do now is I want to go and to talk to you about, and we've got about five minutes to go, how the constellations describe the Gospel story. So, I'm going right back to the beginning. There's a constellation called Draco, the dragon, which seems to suggest or imply that Satan himself was an angel and he fell from heaven when he was called Lucifer and it shows a dragon being cast out of heaven. And the great serpent was thrown down from heaven, and the ancient serpent, who is called Satan, and his angels. And the stars in this constellation are Rastaban, which means the subtle serpent, and Alwade, which means who is to be destroyed. And we know that Satan in time will be destroyed. So Satan fell to earth and sin entered in. But God had a plan to save humanity this is Origa, the shepherd the Lord God will come as a mighty one who will feed his flock like a shepherd and in John it says I am the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep and in the constellation of the shepherd it is the star called El Nath, which means wounded and we know from Isaiah it says he was wounded for our transgressions he was wounded for our sins. And of course, I've already mentioned Virgo. The constellation of Virgo, the Virgin. In Matthew it says that a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and he shall be called Emmanuel. And in Isaiah, on that, in that day shall the branch of Jehovah be beautiful and glorious. And there's a star in the constellation of Virgo, Virgo alzimach, which means the branch. And you can see that Virgo, the virgin, is holding a branch, if you can just make that out. Aries, the ram, or lamb. Behold the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, John the Baptist said as John, uh, Jesus approached him. And worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and glory and blessing. And the star in the constellation of Ares, Elnatic, which means slain. So this is a depiction of a lamb that was slain. And we know that Jesus was slain. And he was slain on a cross. Crux is uh, the name of the cross. And Jesus humbled himself to the point of death, even death on a cross. And there's a personal challenge here for us as well, that we should take up our cross and follow him. Corona is a crown and this portrays uh, Jesus' divinity. Jesus was made a little lower than the angels and crowned with glory and honour because of the suffering of death so that he might taste death for everyone. And in Revelation it says, and on his robe and on his thigh has the name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And the star in Corona is Alpeca means the shining. And we sing in that song, these are the days of Ezekiel, behold he comes, shining like the sun. Leo, the lion, there's only a few more left, I'll be through it soon. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. And the stars in Leo are regulus, means treading underfoot. One day he's going to tread underfoot, Satan. And Denebola, the judge who comes the coming one. In Revelation it says, I looked and behold a white cloud and upon that cloud one sat who was like the son of man having on his head a golden crown and in his hand a sharp sickle. He's actually holding a sickle there. And Arcturus' bright star means he comes. This is when Jesus comes to judge the nations. Two stars that appear in our night sky and they're right side by, side by side each other. One is Cephas, the crowned king. The other one you've probably heard of is a big W, Cassiopeia, the enthroned woman. So we've got a king and we've got a queen in the sky right above us. And Aldamarim, Aldamarim means coming quickly. And Alpheric means the Redeemer. The Redeemer is coming quickly. Next to him is Cassiopeia, his queen. And in Revelation we read that blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection. They will be priests of God and Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. And the star shed here means the freed. We have been freed from sin. So sitting next to the king is his bride, the church, and that's you and me. And we're looking for that blessed hope of his appearance. This is my last constellation. We're in heaven now. And from the throne of God there comes a a river flowing out through a street. Then the angels show me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal flowing from the throne of God and the Lamb through the middle of the street in the city. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. And nights will be no more. They will need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign with him forever and ever and ever. Amen. Amen. What a blessed hope that is. So there you have it. That is the message in the stars. It's all there. It's up there in black and white. Literally in black and white and red and blue as well. So, just to, to pull this all together, it couldn't actually be more clearer, could it? But over the years, the devil has hijacked and counterfeited what you've seen here, these old signs. So don't put your trust in mumbo jambo like horoscopes. Believe in, in the truth. And that's the gospel described in the word of God. There's my word of God there. And that message is that Jesus Christ came into the world and brought salvation for everyone through his death and resurrection. And think about this. The universe and all the star patterns that we see were created long before Adam and Eve. So the gospel story had already been written in the stars. It was there ready. God saw you and saved you even before you were born. And with that thought, let's just pray. We've sung here in this church that song which says, This is the mystery that Christ has chosen you and me to be the revelation of his glory. A chosen, royal, holy people set apart and loved, a bride preparing for her king. Father God, we give thanks that you have saved us through Jesus Christ and you are getting your church ready to be the king's bride. And one day we will reign with you in glory. Bless us this Christmas time and lead us into a new year as we look forward to your second coming. In your name we pray. Amen.